Hello friends, welcome back to Unfeigned Christianity, where we reconcile our human experiences with God and His Word so that we can love God and others from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. I'm Asher Whitmer, your host, and I've been going through my book, Live Free, Making Sense of Male Sexuality, and just doing a review of it. It's been four years since we published it. We're on chapter 16 of 20, so most of the review is, is done. But if you've been just seen the last few reviews or you're just now entering it and you want to catch up, go ahead. There's a link in the description, not only to previous review videos, we take a video for each chapter, but there's also a link to the book itself. There's a really good deal going on right now. For a book like this that you can hold and turn the pages on, it is 30% off. For a Kindle version, it's 70% off. You can get the book for $3 if, you, if you're okay with a Kindle version. Otherwise, I believe it's about $13, $12.99 or something like that. And just for the record, if you are local, let me know. I'm based here in Canyon City, Colorado. If you want a copy, I'll give you a copy for a much more reduced price. Do I say on air or do I not? But I would give it for $10. <laughs> So if you're local and you want to want a book, um, talk to me and I'll hook you up. This this whole thing started as well for one thing celebrating the publishing. Also, I'm I'm gearing up to release the audio version, at least the audio files. Uh, early on, I told you the whole commotion with that project, part of the project. But I also I knew that there were some areas of this book that I would redo. I would. Well, I don't know if I'd say I redo. I would just say it a little bit differently. And so I've been wanting to do a review, just kind of read through again and just review and be like, huh, you know, do I, do I still agree with this? And it's interesting. If you've been tracking with this series, you know that I've talked about some of the way I interact with Romans and, and teach some of that, some of the way I talk about gender roles or stereotypes. It's like I would say say some of that differently. But the last two chapters have been really encouraging because we're actually in the section of the book that I thought I would redo the most. And I'm reading through it. I'm like, you know, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I think I would leave it just as it is, especially this chapter. I mean, the last chapter was just um, in, the, in the middle of something bigger than ourselves, reviewing the, the story of God and what, what he's doing and how we fit into this. This chapter is a cause to call our own. And it's talking about like, how do we find that thing? So we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. Why, what are we doing here? Like, what's our purpose here? And I, I riff off of the story of Will, William Wilberforce, which is a, a story I really love. I also feel conflicted by often because um, Wilberforce gave his life. Like he actually got sick from how much he poured into his work to abolish slavery. And it's consistent with the character and the nature of God. And it's, it's a good, like it's, it's, it's here, it's tangible, it's physical. It's also right in line with the work that God is wanting to do in this world. But he does it as a politician. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't, yeah, like as I read scripture and 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 the study the 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 difference between kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of God and what we are called to be as ambassadors for the kingdom of God, it's like 
I don't think we should be getting into politics. <laughs> you know? That's a whole, like I could be wrong on that. What I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong on is that God wants us to find ways in the here and now to be an ambassador, to, be, to appeal to the kingdoms of this world, to Babylon, for the way of Yahweh. And Wilberforce was a politician. And he went from being a self-centered politician, kind of a, he actually wasn't that ruly of a guy. Um, is that how you say it? He was a bit of an unruly guy, low morals, until he came to faith in Jesus. And then he wanted to use his politics for the goodness of God, basically. And, and he did that. So that, that was the position he found himself. What position do you find yourself in? And what are the burdens on your heart? And the whole premise of chapter 16 is that the way we find our purpose in life is by getting to know God, getting to know Yahweh. And the closer we are with him, the more we begin to feel burdens. You know, there's that, uh, I think it's, Psalms 145, I could be wrong. I think I talked about it earlier in the book. That verse that talked about God gives us the desires of our hearts. There's multiple ways you can interpret that. One is that he will grant you the desires of your heart. There are some translations that word it that way, I believe. Another way is that God actually places within you desires. I'm not sure if Psalms, that's the one that I thought of right offhand. But that notion that like the desire, the, as you're getting to know God and the desires that he places in your heart, that shouldn't happen. That's not right. Um, those might be things like, do you want his glory realized in that area? Now, I do want to, I think one caveat that I would make is that can make it sound like you just you know, wherever you have a burden, just go out and, and go do it, right? Just because you have a burden, you think that shouldn't happen. It doesn't mean that you're right, that your perspective is right on that. And I was cautioned about this by someone, a friend who was, I don't know, he's maybe 10 years older than me. And we were talking, discussing this notion. And he's, he was very much in sync with the idea that don't wait around for God to reveal this one big purpose for you because like sometimes it's a discovery process but neither don't just like you feel burdened go out and do it because sometimes then you get people involved in work and ministry that they're actually not equipped for they're not trained for and so my one thing that I would add to this I'm not sure can't remember in the next chapter if I get into this at all. I don't in chapter 16. But one thing I would add is when you have that moment of like, that's not right. Something should be done. Or I, I'd really be interested in doing this. Like that's kind of the, the awakening moment. And then ponder it. Like study it. Maybe, maybe you're just read some books about the issue. Maybe you know someone who's working in that field. Ask them questions about it. Maybe maybe it's the type of thing you you know you want to get involved in it and there's a degree that could be really helpful or necessary to be a part of it. Go to school. Um, there's a lot of training 
process that that needs to happen as we press in or pursue those burdens that God is giving us. An example of that, I guess, for me is, and maybe kind of an example both ways, is I discovered in my last year of high school that I can write and I can express things in ways that I, I, I couldn't always, especially at that time, like I've come to enjoy public speaking as well. So I think I've learned how to talk and to communicate, but writing was a form. I, I started journaling. Like it was a form of expressing myself. I always enjoyed music. And so music was one of them. But then writing became a second one where I could express myself in ways that I couldn't always in a conversation. Now, if you know me today and you know me as an adult, you might find that hard to believe because if there's a conversation and it's robust and interesting, my tendency is going to be to dominate that. And I need to learn how to to not just like talk over people and stuff. But as a teenager, I, I wasn't quite that way all the time. And especially, yeah, I don't know, especially I felt, I felt like I struggled to communicate and I discovered I could write. And so I'm in, interested in writing and I was also just entering into this really unique relationship with God, kind of going through some depression as a teenager, but also learning to journal and experience God in that way through Bible study and journaling and, and just having a burden that young people would live for God and not for our flesh and for ourselves. And, and so like that's, that all started this whole process of writing and wanting to write. I started blogging and eventually I write a book and all of that. And on one hand, I'm, I'm leaning into that. I'm beginning to pursue it. I have mentors saying, even though you will say it differently 20 years from now, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing this. And yet, also, one of the, a, a side thing, as I was growing up, becoming an adult, I, I also began realizing that we, especially in conservative Anabaptist circles, we're not very equipped with Scripture to, to study, to teach Scripture in our discipleship. So specifically in mission context, in discipleship context, um, we're, we're, we're not very well theologically we don't have strong theology even in the church in general like some of with with all due respect some of the sermons that we have over the pulpit are not faithful to the scriptures and that became a burden of mine and so that led me to go to bible college and and i'm i'm still in the process of obtaining a bachelor's of biblical and cultural exegesis and and just diving into scripture further and that doesn't like i'm not saying oh now i'm ready i can i can teach you the bible no there's i'm i'm discovering there's a lot more to learn right in bible study like good theology robust bible study is a marriage of real lived experience over a long period of time and continual in-depth study patient humble study so i anticipate that to be a lifelong process, to, to be a lifelong journey. But as I'm doing Bible study, I look back on things that I've written and I'm like, oh, I would, I would maybe do it differently. I would write it differently, right? And so that, I just share that as kind of the example of like leaning into the things where there's interests, where there's burdens, but also maybe realizing and discovering that there's 
a need for training too before we dive into some of that. And so whenever you have that interest, you have that burden, ponder it. I what what I'm saying is lean into that. Ponder it. I think sometimes we think I have interest, I have burden, immediately jump in and do the work. I'm saying the next step is to ponder it. And what I mean by ponder, I'm using ponder to describe not only literally pondering and thinking about, but also getting to know the issues more at hand, getting to know people who are also writing, who are also teaching scripture, who do uh, discipleship well and asking them questions and, and going to Bible college, getting trained well myself, um, growing as a, as a person of character too, and growing in, in humility. Cause sometimes we, ha we have a burden and we have this cause we want to be a part of, and we jump in with all our energy. We're going to be a part of a great cause. And that can actually be very destructive. Because we, we, come, we bring a level of arrogance and insensitivity with it. And it's more about us being a part of the cause than it is about actually helping people through the cause. And so I just shared that that's somewhere, some of the nuance that I would flesh out. I actually just thought about most of that as I'm recording here. <laughs> Listening to the chapter, I was like, man, that's, that's good. I'm glad I had that chapter in there. So if you haven't read the book, I definitely encourage you to get it because a crucial part of understanding sexuality is is what is our purpose and what is our role in life and this second or this third part of the book and we're in chapter 16 a cause to call our own it it discusses that it opens up like what are we as men to do with our lives and how do we leave a positive impact on the world instead of just getting tangled up in sex addiction anyways tomorrow we'll be ready for chapter 17 just four chapters left um chapter 17 i believe is what i learned about purpose while reading a book in one sitting what i learned about purpose while reading a book in one sitting so if you're curious what that has to do with come back tomorrow